and good afternoon everyone welcome to this week's new episode of x vlog live i'm your host mr boomstick xl and if you're just finding the channel for the first time and you're not sure what x vlog live is it is my one-on-one -on -one series where i sit down with gamers content creators and also some developers when i can get them on the show to talk gaming for about 75 minutes it's a smaller uh more uh tight uh show that we do uh i like the one-on-one -on -one series uh this particular show has gotten tremendous feedback and we have a lot to get into today i think we're going to hit at least five topics in the 75 minutes that we're here today i am lucky enough to be joined by once again jesse norris of xbox era he has been on this show i think twice already uh jesse mm -hmm. it's great to have you back brother welcome hey thank you for having me it's always fun to be here yeah i mean listen you know j j for people who don't know who xbox era is x or who know or who, or who jesse norris is what do you do over there with john nick and uh you know and uh one bad mother and the rest of the gang that has made xbox era one of the premier locations to get all of your mm -hmm. xbox news reviews and opinions i am our reviews editor and i also end up i do kind of jack of all trades i also produce our podcasts i stream on our twitch channel my main thing though is the reviews um cover all them get our media contacts we're getting codes um, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of work, and we've been pretty consistently growing, and it's been great. It's been a lot of fun. The most fun I've ever had at a job, I'd say. Nice. Well, listen, it, there's nothing wrong with enjoying where you work. My pop always used to say, if you can say that you have fun at work and it brings a smile to your face, then it's not, it's not really work, is it? Uh, but listen, it's great to have you here. Folks, you're going to get a chance to check out the first, I think, 90 minutes I have here of call of duty no real big spoilers this is really the opening um and uh i haven't got back to it i i i want to finish it but i don't want to rush to finish it jess I, i'm my god Gotham knights i just i can't stop playing jesus christmas and i was it's, one of the few that actually really liked gotham knights i think i, gave I heard you and you and you got a lot of feedback or, or negative oh, yeah. feedback from people mm -hmm. That were really in their feels that a it wasn't made by Rocksteady, which is dumb, and they were really hung up on the thirty frames per second. Even though I think at some yep. point they are going to do their due diligence and release a sixty FPS patch. I hope so. Uh, again, we don't know for sure, but I am quite enjoying it. And again, folks, I, I'm not going to go down this rabbit hole. Please don't boom me live on the air. I'm not going to talk about Gotham Knights anymore. I do want to bring back um something that i thought had some good success uh it's called bits and bites and really what this is is a rapid fire discussion of a couple of topics uh we spend five or seven minutes on each topic and then we move on to the other one today we have quite a few of them um and uh, the first one i want to open up with is a story that i pulled from our good friends over at the video games chronicles.com this article was produced or posted by Chris Scullion, who you've heard me mention before. Guess what, ladies and gentlemen? Square Enix has a new IP coming out. And everyone Ooh. who thought that this could potentially be the return of Paradise or Parasite Eve, if you ever remember that game from way back in the PlayStation 1 days, 
Parasite Eve was incredible. It was a new IP. It saw a few iterations after the original. And guess what, folks? It's not that. Square Enix has once again stepped in it because not only have they called the Japanese gaming public not good enough for them to continue to make money in that location, which is bonkers. Not only did they get rid of Crystal Dynamics and uh, Edios Montreal for basically peanuts, along with about 50 IP sold to Embracer Group, not only are they out there complaining about making AAA games and how expensive it is, well, they just decided that, hey, let's make a new playable NFT collectible art experience game as their next big new IP called uh, Symbiogenesis. Uh, it's uh, described by the, by the publisher, Jesse, as a new franchise. And the minute you say NFT, I immediately tune out because, well, I could care less. Um, this is... Another misstep. I mean, listen, the, could the game potentially be good? Yeah, I guess, Jesse. But when you hear Square Enix, and then right after that, the 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 the, uh, the word NFTs. I don't know about you. This is this seems to be. I, I don't know what's going on with Square. It's I don't a company know desperate if, to make their shareholders happy, and shareholders are really excited about buzzwords like yes. NFT, crypto, Web three, all these different things. So you <laughs> do things like people. There's a Microsoft division around the blockchain and NFTs and stuff. Just looking into it, they're not in the place where they're pretending. And Phil has made it very clear they're not looking at it from a gaming thing. Because like the metaverse is a really bad version of like you remember PlayStation Home. Yeah, oh god, yes, I do. It was awful. It it was ridiculous. It was so over the top and dumb. But like a a game like VR Chat is essentially already exactly what Zuckerberg wants with the metaverse, and that's just what these really rich crypto bros see and think that they can do and make and have this lack of ownership in these things that carry across games, which is just never going to happen. It's just it's not going to be a thing. If you, it's been very clear. If these companies don't get their cut which is generally 30%, they're not interested. So they're not yeah. going to allow these things that carry across different IP. It's all dumb. Yeah, it, it is absolutely dumb. But you know what's even more dumb is their description. Uh, and let, let me break that down for you, but let me just lower my mic just a tad. That's better. This is what the story from VGC has to say. And this is the description of what the game is. And not only, folks, does it sound preposterous, It sounds like an epic fail before the game is even out for people to play. Listen to this ridiculousness. (laughs) The art collected by players can be used as a character in a story that takes place in an alternate world where the player can untangle a mystery by completing missions that revolve around questions of monopolization and distribution of resources. I mean... I, I look, folks. I don't ever claim to know it all. I don't ever claim to be a developer, but my God, I'm still a consumer. And I, what I read to you is so preposterous, Jesse, that it doesn't, mm-hmm. it, that it literally makes no sense to me. This seems like something that is going to spend many, many years in development and ultimately come out and be as good as a wet fart. What, what are your thoughts so- on the description? It sounds like the next Babylon's Fall. 
essentially. Oh. I, I just nothing. At least Babylon's Fall originally started out sounding cool, and then they tried to force it into Destiny, kind of the, <laughs> the exact same thing they did with the Avengers, which I think still had a really good campaign, just with terrible live service stuffed into it by a leadership that just doesn't know what they should be doing. They don't. I don't think that whoever is running things there and making final decisions knows how video games work and what people actually want outside of the mobile space where they are doing okay. But on console and PC, this this ain't it. And it will never be it. Yeah, it's, it's again, I, it's a, to me, look, folks, the game's not out yet, right? It's, it's just an announcement uh, from multiple uh, sources within the industry. I happen to use VGC because I do use uh, Xbox era VGC and a few others uh, that I consider that are the smaller sites that I think do a much better job in reaching the people. And that's us. than IGN does and GameSpot and Kotaku. I think a lot of those bigger sites, they're, they're good for what they do because it's 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 like uh, it's a lot of helpings in one location. I happen to really appreciate the dedication and the want to be a part of the conversation when you talk about Xbox era, when you talk about VGC, when you talk about uh, you know Game Rant, those kinds of smaller sites. I I do really like them, and that's why I continue to push them uh, more than some of the bigger sites because the bigger sites don't need my help. They have millions and millions of of subscribers and. You know, they earned it, I suppose, but I, I do like using uh, the smaller sites. But I do want to move on to the next one. Now, Idle Sloth is someone uh, that you've you've heard me talk about on this program. Not only do I consider him a personal friend, he is an incredible asset to the gaming uh, space that we call Twitter. Uh, he is out here on a daily basis, not only digging up uh, incredible news beats, that he finds sometimes even even before some of the bigger sites, even the smaller sites for that matter. Um, I consider him to be the, the the gaming sleuth of Twitter. He put out a tweet. Now, the one thing you have to learn about Idle Sloth is that he does these things because he he in his heart believes that what he is putting out there is true. Half the time he is getting these stories from sources. Now, his sources, I don't know, but whatever they are. They're usually right. He put out a tweet the other day, Jesse, that uh, I thought was worthy of a conversation because uh, we are in November. Right? We, we are full into the, the holiday season. Thanksgiving is a couple of weeks away. We have Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Christmas towards the end of the year. My Mrs. Moon and my favorite time of the year, we're already preparing to set up for the house for Christmas because you know what? The world sucks right now, so why not? Well, what happens in December, folks? That's right. The Game Awards. Uh, the Game Awards uh, the, uh, the Game Awards that has basically been con- considered to be as big as E3 at the end of every year. It is produced by Jeff Keighley. Now, again, I know a lot of people don't, uh, don't dig Jeff for some of his antics, I have to say. And I've said this before, and I will continue to say this, even though I don't uh, like the thing, some, some of the things he does. I will say that I consider him very important to the industry because of how he produces these shows. Uh, the Game Awards have been become almost they're the as, biggest outreach. Yeah, they, they, they are the absolute biggest, millions yeah. and millions of people. Jesse, 
uh, seek out anything from the Game Awards, whether it be one trailer or all the trailers. Uh, that's it's the mainstream thing for game marketing. Pretty indeed, much. there's nothing indeed. bigger. Which is why Xbox is always there. Now, what, let me you know before we get into what Idle Sloth had to say. Being that this is the bits and bytes section, what 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 what's your personal thoughts of the importance of the Game Awards? It is the biggest thing for the mainstream in gaming coverage it's the thing that gets more eyes on it it gets more the penetration into the non us you know we're we're a bubble we're pretty big bubble but in comparison to everyone else it's a very small amount of people that we reach so having something like the game awards and being able to announce a new system there even if he doesn't seem to care that much or having hellblade and other things there is really important because you're hitting people you don't normally hit which is their strategy now i think they feel pretty good about gaming talking with gamers and getting value and and their audience but what they're pushing now is pc and mobile and mainstream that they don't have that much market penetration in and the game awards is the easiest you know win for them give jeff at least a couple things every year it's going to get a hundred million eyes on it that contain a lot of people we don't normally get to talk to now, would you consider, because, you know, when you talk about sports, a, a lot of the times I've done it myself where we equate something going on, especially when it comes to fandom, right? When it comes to PlayStation versus Xbox versus Nintendo, um, a lot of people um, uh, equate sports into that conversation. Uh, for me, uh, I, I have an opinion on what I think the Game Awards is. Uh, I like to compare it to like the Super Bowl. Uh, not not just because of its it, of its grandness. The fact that everyone who's anyone who's not even a football fan watch this watch that game. They don't watch football all year, but they tune in with their friends and they have parties and they get together and they all go ooh and ah at, at, at the spectacle. I kind of think the Game Awards is similar to that, in, in, especially in scale and scope. A, any thoughts to that? No, no, I agree. It's definitely gotten there. Um pacing some years can be off it's really annoying to co-stream because he always puts in musical performances that get completely blocked not even just demonetized your whole co-stream gets blocked it happens like every year and so yeah that's why i don't cover it brother i i I, i've had that happen to me i've even had that happen to me with xbox it's quite that was somerville did that somerville was the one that used the licensed song and was pinging everyone because otherwise they pay for everything else Funny, yeah. funny side story on Somerville real quick, which got announced for the 15th. It seemed to even take Xbox PR by surprise because I know I was surprised. So, <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, the, the the co-streaming aspect of it's pretty good on the whole, as long as you remember to mute every single thing. Um, uh, he's not a platform and he is beholden to advertisements. So he's always going to have in it. They'll never go away at this point. I think it's pretty obvious between Summer Game Fest and the Game Awards. He is going to have pacing issues because he has to pay his bills. He's not a $2 trillion corporation like Microsoft who can just put out whatever they want whenever they want. And they're not they're not taking money from people to show stuff. They're just letting people come on. Um, so on that front, especially because Sony isn't generally there that much, Nintendo's there a little bit. The only one that's there a lot is Microsoft. And other than that, everyone has to pay to be on. Yep. So well, it's at the it's Microsoft got, it's just Theater. Lead to issues. Right. It's yeah. at the Microsoft Theater. And you know what? It's funny you bring up Microsoft because that's where I want to go with this next bits and bytes section. Mm. Uh, again, this comes the way of Idle Sloth, someone that I not only really dig as, as, a, as a person, 
but I definitely appreciate the work that goes into his daily presence on social media. And the tweet that he put out yesterday, folks, simply says this, speculation. I think Redfall and Senua Saga Hellblade 2 will get release dates and it will be announced at the Game Awards 2022. And even though this is his speculation, I think that there might be something to this uh, for a couple of reasons, Jess. First of all, uh, I find it incredibly uh, suspicious that we have been getting Redfall gameplay trailers almost left and right and center. Uh, we've had more footage of that than we've had of Starfield. Um, I think this, I mean, just based on a couple of the trailers that I've watched, this game not only looks incredible, but it looks done. Now, I'm sure that like all companies, all developers, all publishers, they're going to they're gonna add all their spit and shine to it. They're going to polish it up real nice and they're going to try and make it as seamless a release as possible. But it would be pretty damn cool, folks, um, be, uh, to, to get release dates for these two games. And here's why. Right now, one of the biggest criticisms that we can give Microsoft is, and, I, and, and I've said this publicly, and I'm not, I'm not you know, sh throwing shade at them, and they would admit this if they were in front of me, is that they know how to put a bunch of games in a six-month block, but they have yet to really deliver on a full 12 months, meaning that you're going to get three big ones up front and three big ones on the back end, and it's a banner year. We haven't seen that. Now, 2023 looks to change that. Jess, I got a question for you. How cool would it be at the Game Awards, which we know Sony does not attend, we know Nintendo does not attend, this is at the Microsoft Theater, everybody that's anybody is going to have eyes on this show, Microsoft is, is expected to have a, a 2023 unlike anything they've ever done. And that's great because 2022 is going to be looked at the poorest year in first party games. We could see a roles reversal where 2023 turns out to be the best year in Xbox history with the releases. If they could turn around at this show, Jesse, and drop release dates for Redfall, which is at the front end of the year. We're expecting the in the first three months somewhere. And then give us at least one at the back end of the year and bookend 2023. I think that would send shockwaves through the industry. What are your thoughts? I'm different. I don't care if it's like first party exclusive. I care more if it's Game Pass. Because that is the platform, essentially, for me, is is something in Game Pass that just ends up mattering more for the platform. Because you can have an exclusive game like Rogue Legacy 2 is only on Xbox right now. But do people think about it like that? Because No, because it didn't actually go into Game Pass right away. People think about Tunic that way because it went right into Game Pass. So something like Wolong, um Last case of uh, Benjamin Fox. That looks so good. Oh my Hollow god! Hollow Knight, Silk yeah. Song. Like, there's so many other not first party games that are going into Game Pass, which I just think ends up mattering pretty much as the first party is guaranteed to go into and never leave Game Pass. So they're very Correct. important. They're the easiest thing that Xbox has control over. But otherwise, you got to work on third party deals. Um, you can't rely on those. And as the you know. 
service gets more and more popular, companies are going to want more and more money because there's more and more people with access to it. I, I get that part. But for now, for 2023, 2023 is a lineup already just for the, the first half that we know is ridiculous. And yeah. for me personally, even though they haven't had a ton of first party games, it'll be what, three with As Dusk Falls, which is very good, Grounded, which is great, and Pentiment, which is coming in a couple weeks. And that's all I can yes. say. Um, so they got three, none of them big AAA. So I get people's frustration on that front. But as far as actual games releasing and what we've gotten out of Game Pass this year, it's been more than I can keep up with as a reviews editor on a website. <laughs> um, it's been real tough. And it's just, it's been an embarrassment of riches in that sense. So I know the the Nintendo is all about their first party. Sony is thought about as all about their first party when the, the backbone of the platform really is third parties and mainly free to play, just like Xbox. Xbox's backbone for their entire ecosystem is free to play, no matter what people think between Fortnite and Warzone and Apex and all these other different games. Halo getting a patch next week, which I think will give it a nice bump. Um, the backbone of these platforms is not console exclusives. It only is that for the Switch. Nintendo is unique in that way. Yep. So it will be, I think, looked back at as a potentially incredible year for first parties. But for how much that matters, I don't think it's nearly as big as we think it has been. It's never been that way for either Xbox or for playstation the last decade plus they're all about third parties that yeah. is the the backbone and if you can get enough of those really good third parties and a really good value proposition with something like a series s going on sale for 225 200 on black friday like that's the biggest most important stuff for the actual ecosystem of xbox yeah i actually matter of fact i saw an ad that someone put out there i i believe it was walmart uh, is going to have the Xbox Series uh, S for $239, which is uh, incredible. Um, I don't target. And Target was doing one, yeah, yes. where you get a digital code for the series version of uh, $70. Modern Warfare, which you got on your screen. Yeah, too. it's, yeah, I mean, that, that's like getting the series, that's like getting the console for $230, Jesse, because it's a $70 game. But, yep. uh, I want to, uh, before we move on to the next topic, uh, I want to thank a couple of new channel members. Michael Morrison uh, was, has become a new channel member so much. Thank you so much for that, Michael. Definitely appreciate that. And Kay Asante, good friend of the program, has also become a channel member. We also have, let's see, we got a, a super chat here from good, generous friend of the program. Drawn TJ drops a $5 super chat and says, I think Microsoft is going to get Crystal Dynamics and Ido Eidos Montreal from Embracer. Yeah, actually, we're going to be talking about that specifically on tomorrow's Breakfast with Boom. And it is going to be a joyous occasion, folks. Uh, tomorrow, not only do we have a ton of people coming through. Uh, we have King David. Uh, we have, obviously... He's awesome. Yeah, King David is awesome. We have the, we have the, the incredible crew that is going to be there. Randall Thor will might make his, uh, his his appearance through towards the back good end friend. of the show. I love Rand. Yeah, Rand Rand's a good dude. Rand, Rand's a great a great friend of the program. We also have Miles Dompierre, who's going to try another and good drop friend by. who I love. Yes, yes. My uh, God. So, and and uh, there are some unannounced guests that are going to pop hmm. through. So why why are we having all of these guests run through? Well, tomorrow, Jesse. Whether you know and maybe you don't know. 
Uh, Double Barrel Gaming will have officially produced its 1,000th video Ooh. on the channel. Uh, and we have officially today made five years on the platform. November 3rd, Damn. 2017 is when the first video went up. And today we're having the X-Vlog live episode. Uh, we are officially five years old on, on YouTube. Uh, we are closing in on 12,000 subscribers. And we are a pinch mm. away from 3.6 million views in five years. Uh, a lot going on. So tomorrow we're celebrating the 1,000th episode. But we're also doing Mrs. Boom's birthday bash where we're giving away six $50 gift cards. The first three going to channel mm. members and the next three going to anyone that get picked uh, from the live chat. And shout out to the Xbox era who is here. Thank you so much for joining. Uh, but yeah, tomorrow's going to be a me. joyous occasion. <laughs> and uh, we're glad to, uh, you know, obviously hope that you can stop by in the morning. We go live 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have another super chat from John TJ. He says, do you think we'll see Hellblade 2 at the Game Awards? And get a release date. Uh, and do we see more about State of the K3? See, State of the K3, I'm not sure where. Yeah, I think that one feels further off than some of that. That definitely ones. feels because, uh, well, you know, they're getting help from uh, the coalition with Unreal Engine 5. And I think they finally want to do like one, they had huge ambitions, scaled it back. Two, they yeah. had huge ambitions, scaled it back, then added more in. I think they've really supported two. And funnily enough, Valkyrie Entertainment was the big support on two for a while until yes. it got bought by Sony. Um, yeah. and now it's Wushu. Um, so <laughs> good Wushu's old still Sony there, still working on two shenanigans. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're still there. They're still, um, making sure that, um, that game is constantly updated in two, because I think three is still three is one of the further off things. Yeah. Yeah. Th th listen, at this point, they have so many games in development that it allows for other games to take their time. And I hope that uh, they take their time with State of Decay 3. I've said this before and I will say it again. I love the multiplayer. I love the drop in and out and co-op. But I am uh, a single player stan. And I hope that at some point they think it's worthy of making a single player campaign as well as embracing the multiplayer aspect of what made State of Decay what it is. That Again, that's just my opinion on it. I know some people mm -hmm. are going to disagree, but that's fine. Uh, Joe Dunmore has become a channel member. Wow, that's crazy. Three in one day. That's that's probably the most that we've ever had. So thank you so much for uh, for that, Joe. And we have Paul drops a very generous... Um, I got an answer on this one. Oh, $5 Super Chat and says, God of War is sitting at a 94 meta, not surprising at all, with 73 reviews. What Xbox franchise would you compare to God of War when it comes to reviews? Jesse, what again? Microsoft Flight Simulator. <laughs> I mean, yeah. About it's, it. it's, it's about 91, look, 92. I'll put it to this way. I expected God of War to sit at a very, I, I, I thought it was going to be a very high 90 meta. I thought 97, 96, which it could still get that way. 94. You can't you can't argue with the quality that comes out of Sony. I mean, you know, I am look, very much looking forward to that when it hits. PC that makes two of us. Years. I absolutely adored the first one. Uh, I am very much looking forward to uh, playing uh, Ragnarok. Um, I know that the game is going to be I, I spent well over 50 hours in the original. 
And I still feel like I never got to everything I wanted to do. I never built, beat that last Valkyrie. Wow, she was a real bitch. Um, I, it, wow. I mean, I, and you know something? I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna not, not even be ashamed to admit it. I, I lost so many times. I said, you know what? I just want the trophy. Let me put it on easy. It didn't even matter. She destroyed me. Uh, it's, it, I don't know what happened. <laughs> I'm traumatized from that last Valkyrie, but. Uh, yeah, uh, listen, shout, shout out to the team at Sony Santa Monica. I mean, what what could you mm -hmm. say? They continue to just deliver. And God of War Ragnarok is is probably going to be many folks game of the year. Um, and, and it's the, it's going to be the fourth game, the fourth first party game from Sony this year that is considered their their their, you know, their their bigs, if you will. You know, you opened up with Horizon. Now, Horizon is a gorgeous-looking game, just not as great as I... I just I can't get back to it because of the bugs. The bugs really bothered me, and I kept... I, a couple times, I fell through the freaking game, and I lost an hour, uh, three times, an hour worth of play, three different times, and I said, that was it. Um, you know, Gran Turismo, not, not as good as it probably should have been, to be honest with you. Um, you know, that was... It was, you know, riddled with controversy, um and uh last of us two uh, i mean last of us one remake gorgeous uh i will pick that up when it's 30 bucks i'm not spending 70 bucks on that i'm sorry i will yeah. i love the original absolutely love the original and of course god of war i mean that's that's a solid year for sony um mm -hmm. i again Only enough, it, it's a solid year almost entirely powered by delays like this this yes. was the worst year for covid's yeah. influence on the gaming industry and i think a lot of people are like well, we're considering the pandemic over, even if it's you know still a thing. Um, it's they, they say it, that, but the, at the end of the day, they still have to do. It's still affecting people. If you get sick, you got to stay it's, home. This was the year oh. where we felt the most overall, and yeah. it's. It, I don't think a lot of people were expecting that, but it, it's definitely been the case. And Phil talked about it, and it's like this. This year has been hit so hard by delays all over the place, everywhere. Now, like everything's coming out in February or March. 2023 ends up looking utterly ridiculous and i think there will still be some delays next year but they'll be more like high on life which didn't delay because it really needed more time they said they came out and said we're going to december to to stay away from call of duty because we they was like the same week so i think that there'll be some of that next year but it's not going to be the covid induced um delays it's just going to be more timing so yeah, I mean, listen, it's it that's that's kind of what happened with Microsoft last year. Remember, they won Publisher of the Year in 2021. They had a ton of really high-rated meta games that included Horizon uh, Five and Halo Infinite. And again, you know, listen, I I stand on my 10 out of 10 for Halo Infinite. It's not because I'm a fan boy or blind. I I have 12 days in that game. I love it. Uh, it, it uh, it's one of my favorite. It, it in fact, for me, it. Uh, for years, Halo 3 was always my top tier game in the franchise. This has overshadowed 3. That's how much fun I have uh, with it. So they had a ton of games come out last year. Very high rated meta. They won Publisher of the Year. Sony is no doubt going to win Publisher of the Year at the Game Awards. Uh, not just because it's a Keeley thing. It's because they have uh, you know, a couple of games that are high 90 metas and they have a grand tourism. They'll be fighting Nintendo. Nintendo's had a uh Nintendo, under yeah, the radar true. ridiculously oh, right. good year. Nintendo, 
and quietly I one, too. One big difference, yeah. One big difference is Nintendo is this. We just go and we do, and even if we get a bunch of delays, we already had seven games done that we just <laughs> spread out as we need to. Um, Sony has been hit real hard by delays because their games are big and they take a long time. So they ended up getting a lot this year after having nothing in the end of last year and only a couple of smaller ones that were still very good in the first half of last year. Um, but Microsoft is rebuilding. And when you're rebuilding and you're buying companies that are stuck with contracts like um, Bethesda was, and then a pandemic hits, it is a recipe for having a very light year at some point. And that, that was this year, unfortunately, because they had a good 2020, they had a very good 2021, and then 2022, they've put out, they'll put out three seemingly good games, but nowhere near what people are expecting when you, ha- when you have 25 plus studios, so. No, absolutely. You know what? And, and what I want to do, um, I want to, I want to move on to the next topic, and it, and it is regarding Phil Spencer, it is regarding Xbox, and it's regarding a conversation that he had uh, that you briefly mentioned, and I, I, I want to address it because I think it's worthy. You know, when when you are self aware, uh, I think that that uh, for a lot of for some people they consider it to be a detriment, but I think that it's an advantage when you know that there's something wrong with a particular thing that you or your company is doing. Self awareness allows for that pivot that change in direction to make things better and not continue to do the same mistake over and over again. And what am I referring to? Well, Microsoft, uh, or head of Microsoft Gaming, Phil Spencer, has been making the rounds, not shy about admitting where he has faltered or where Xbox has faltered. And in a story, folks, that I pulled from, of course, once again, Video Games Chronicles, and it was uh, uh, written by Andy Robinson. We got some quotes that I want to talk about, and I want Jesse to really kind of dig in on this one. Uh, this is what Phil Spencer had to say regarding first per- first party output. Super important, so get ready, folks. He says, one thing we've definitely heard loud and clear is it's been too long since we've shipped what people would say is a big first party game. Uh, and he said this on the same brain uh, a video cast that was with I Justine and her sister that th- that he just did recently. That was about a forty three minute interview. A lot of fun. fun um, if you yeah. want to check it out. But he also went on to say two, uh, two, a couple of additional things, Jesse. And I, I really do want you to sink your teeth into this because obviously you are a review editor and you have to review some of Microsoft stuff. And I think it's all safe to admit that even though they had a good twenty twenty one. 2022, not so good, and it really has been a while since there's been that Fever's Pitch release. Like, when when God of War releases, the industry, the gamers, the podcasters, the uh, the journalists are all going to stop to play this game because it's an event-type uh, game. It's God of War. It's Ragnarok. It's Kratos. It's, you know, Atreus, his son is back. Now he's older. The graphics look godlike, no pun intended. And it's an, an it's an event. It is an absolute event for Sony players. I'm a Sony player, even though I prefer Xbox first. I'm still a Sony owner. So I'm ex- as excited as a diehard only uh, uh, Sony person. Um, and we want that from Xbox. I want that from Xbox. Well, this is what he had to say, Jess. 
We can have our excuses with COVID and other things. But in the end, I know people invest in our platform and they want to have great games. We're excited about 2023 and we've talked about games that are coming. Those games are tracking well and we are out of what COVID did to the production schedule. As an industry, we have fewer, fewer games this holiday than we've had in a while. When you just think about uh, about launches, Call of Duty is coming. God of War is coming, which is great. Nintendo had a good year, but in general, I would say we've been a little light. But I look at 2023, and there is a great lineup of games coming that I'm excited about. Getting our first real Xbox first-party games out of Bethesda, having them ship with Redfall and Starfield will be a lot of fun. What are your thoughts on the honesty? being shown here at this interview talking negatively about the company that he runs, understanding that, yes, there has been a problem, and it has been a while since there's been a, been an event-type game. Right. I mean, he's always kind of been that. Whenever he can say that won't get him in trouble, trouble legally. Yeah. Um, and you can you can see where the, the business and legal side of things come in whenever he's talking about ABK and intent being the word you never lock yourself into actually um, committing to anything. But when you're just talking about what has happened with your company and a lack of releases, he's always honest as he can be. Um, they haven't had a big AAA game this year. They were going to have two. And with their new approach on take the time you need um, and do it healthily. And hopefully they are doing that. Um, they oh, were okay. Delaying things where they would not have been before i think it is a reality um if as fans we want devs to not crunch for six to 24 months to sprint to the end of a release it can lead to dead periods of time now xbox is trying to counter that by eventually having 35 40 devs so they're doing a big game every quarter but um that's coming and just knowing, admitting that and being open that, yeah, we're, we're going to have a bunch of games in Game Pass this year, but they're not going to be the big first-party exclusives that people look at as an event. Now, Starfield would have uh, been that because there are a few games that are bigger than the Elder Scrolls series. And the next big thing from them is a big departure into the, the realistic sci-fi genre, which most games don't really go for. Um, I think that will be a big event next year. As big as Forza is and as big as Redfall are, they're not big franchise event releases, but I think they might be incredibly good. You never know. Um, Arcane doesn't miss. I kind of do know with them. They're they're ridiculously good. No, they're, they're going to hit with this. Every, every time I see Redfall, I'm even more excited for it. I think it's going to be a great single-player experience, which is how I'm probably going to play it. But for people that want to play in a pack and want to play with their friends, I think it's going mm -hmm. to be one of those games that people... I think this is going to have the legs, Jesse, of something like Left 4 Dead 1 and 2. Yeah, it's... Like, Arcane makes games I really love. Um, I'm hoping they get the gunplay right. Normally, their gunplay on controllers isn't the tightest. It was pretty good in Deathloop, still a little off, and you got to adjust it. Um, this one is Unreal Engine instead of Void, which is like a, their split of Unreal um, so hopefully it, it looks incredible. I'm hoping it plays really well. Um, I, I love their games, but there's also this thing in the gaming industry, which I don't think we can 
you know, get around, which is just PlayStation's been dominant the entire time that most of the people covering games were growing up. So they've grown up in an industry that was dominated by this platform. So when that platform has something big, it just gets more mind share from the people who sort of lead the conversation on stuff. Like a PlayStation giant series like God of War, and they're, they're big huge selling series are God of War and Spider-Man. Those are the two biggest ones. And, and Spider-Man is because Marvel is taking the character over and actually done well with it after Sony fumbled bad in the movies. It, it's going to take a while before Xbox can ever have something that is as hype for a review embargo as God of War was today. It's like Halo was big, but what I've seen the last two weeks, and especially with Sony knowing how to do free marketing through journalists and influencers by saying here's the game show you're playing it you can show the main menu and if you like with Gran Turismo you can say it's a a love letter to fans of car racing and then you see that in like 75 different tweets and article headers and stuff like they get free marketing in a way where Xbox doesn't because there have been times in the past and it's not NDA it's just embargo but there have been times in the past I'm playing something on from Microsoft first party and I can't say I have it Halo was one of the first times that I got to, and it was nice. I was able to say, I I have this, I'm playing it, we'll have a review at launch, um, or closer to launch. Even then, they don't let you say the embargo. It's like, fine, whatever. But too often, they don't get how to get free marketing out of the people that sort of lead the conversation of our bubble. So I'm hoping that's, um, I'm hoping that's one thing that improves, because Sony understands that. Love them, hate them they get marketing better than Xbox has ever. No, it's true. Uh, I mean, look, I'll say this. Uh, last generation, Sony's marketing was nothing short of God godlike. Uh, they could do nothing wrong, Jesse. Um, they continued to just dominate the conversation uh, where uh, at every turn, uh, Microsoft faltered. Now, granted, uh, Sony has been stepping on their own D as of late, uh, not only with pricing and price increases, uh, they, they just not have been hitting, they have not been hitting the mark. Um, even if you look at the, at the uh, like I've, I've, I've heard this on many, many shows, not only just mine, but they've marketed Call of Duty more than they've marketed God of War, which is shocking. God of War is next week. Um, and I've seen, I've seen ads for it, sure. I mean, they just did one with Ben Stiller uh, LeBron James and um, uh, John Travolta. I don't know if you saw it or not. It was a freaking hilarious because uh, mm-hmm. uh, obviously Ben Stiller, great actor, is is dressed as, as Kratos and he looks awful in the best way possible. Um, so yes, yeah, so I I I I like what they do. Their marketing has not been good. Their messaging has been sh- just shoot yourself in the foot left and right um now they're able to to uh to wipe those off of them because of how dominant the brand is it it is a number seven in the world uh uh recognized brand it i mean it's it's not not, they didn't do that by accident they've done a lot of really good work for playstation over the years and i i cannot wait to see microsoft follow suit and potentially at one point or another, because it's not going to be immediately. Even even when if the ABK deal went today, it went through. Um, it's going to take a couple of years for Microsoft to take over first place. 
when Call of Duty is able to be dropped into Game Pass, that's when you're going to start to see the switch. And and it, that 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 might that might that might come at the end of 2024 when Sony is expected to lose the marketing rights. Uh, and it and even to- just like Call of Duty uh, is very big. It's a big game, but it is the place Xbox can gain the most is PC. Yep. Um, and I know, and part of that I just seen interview. Phil dropped uh, in two weeks. We got a big PC app update, and I've actually the PC app that I'm on now in the Windows Insider. I haven't had a single issue with it after having nightmare issues with it for earlier in the year. Um, <laughs> it's been good. They keep PC and mobile. I truly believe are the the main driving factors of ABK because Blizzard is so huge on PC that I don't think people get it. Diablo yeah. Four is going to be ridiculous. Diablo Immortal on mobile for all its for all of its introduction to terrible monetization that people have been angry about over um, is huge. King is enormous. Like the, those are the areas they can go. So taking away from Sony and adding to them is a part of it, but the big growth, the thing they care about and Phil has talked about so much. And I think it's what makes him so frustrated with Sony is he wants to make the industry bigger. So even if everyone's got the same piece of it, you it's still bigger so you get more out of it and everything's healthier and instead sony's entire plan and nintendo's for most of their history especially them and sega going at it um is i'm just going to do everything i can to knock you out of the industry and then yep. i get the whole pie and phil's like no that's really dumb gaming's huge none of you are big in pc or mobile so if we we build everything up we all get to we don't it doesn't matter if you're the market leader or if you're anything like that because the industry is bigger and bigger and bigger and we all get a share of that. We all work together and cross-play and all these different things. It's just better for the people who use our products, and we make more money, which we have to worry about because of capitalism. So, Well, I mean, listen, the, the, a lot of people, uh, again, this is something that's not talked about. I don't know if you guys have been talking about it on uh, Xbox Era or not. The Riot Games deal that is expected to mm-hmm. hit. That was the biggest thing in E3. Is the... Thank you, Jesse. Uh, the, the literally the biggest announcement, and 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 not for again a, a, a particular announcement for you personally uh, in the chat. It may be uh, you know a sequel to this game or a new IP from this studio. But when you talk about ramifications, when you talk about what they're exactly doing, uh, the Riot Games deal is massive. It's massive on a level that I don't think anyone actually understands until you see how Xbox for Game uh, uh, Game Pass for PC explodes on the scene. Like it is going to explode. There's some good mobile stuff in there too. Like in it, just yes. even for even if you don't like care about the games, even just looking at it a monetary value, it those perks are going to be many hundred like League of Legends by itself. I did the yeah, math. It's, I think it's it's eight hundred and fifty-seven dollars for mm-hmm. all of the all of the hero characters. Think about that yeah. for a second. One game, eight hundred, nearly nine hundred dollars for for characters, and all you have to do when you start the game is press download and pick your favorite because they're all available day and date. Yeah, you just go into the Xbox app, you get your perk code, and you load it in, and that's it. And Valorant and is an enormous game. You get every operator. It's, it is, I can't imagine how expensive it is for Xbox, but it's <laughs> for a company from a company in Microsoft that's looking to spend money before inflation makes it worth less and less. 
I think it's one of the best investments they could have made for the platform. And even if it doesn't help you, if Game Pass gets bigger, it just means that we end up getting more in there. And they're covering every genre, practically. They're covering so many different devs from so many different places, covering so many different genres, that as Game Pass grows, even if you're not into what's making it grow, chances are you're going to get more of the things you want out of it because they're just going to keep making more and more. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. Again, listen, it's 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 very exciting to see what Microsoft is doing. I, I get it that we all want their first-party bangers. We all want games as good as God of War or Horizon or The Last of Us, and eventually they're going to have them. Uh, you know, obviously they have several in development that are going to challenge that. Um, we Only time is going to tell. Uh, Drawn TJ drops a $2 super chat and says, Hellblade 2 can go against God of War. I have to see more of Hellblade 2 to actually say that. Do I think it's going to look as good, potentially better than God of War? Yes, that I do. Uh, one of the shortcomings for a lot of people with Hellblade 1, the combat was very one button, two button, three button, right? Uh, you know, mm -hmm. you dodge, you block. You, you, you They you were attack. tiny and they had almost no budget. So what they pulled off was kind of a miracle. Oh, no, no, no. What um, they did with a staff of yeah. 16 people. Understand mm -hmm. that Hellblade 1 was made by 16 developers on a, sh a shoestring budget that any uh, any other team would have potentially have failed. Uh, this yeah. is it, it. What they did is an accomplishment uh, among. A, uh, it, it, it's probably the it's one of the best stories in gaming. Um, Hellblade 2 has a whole 40 people or 43 people wor working on the game. Whoop-dee. It's, you know, three times the amount of what they did on the original. The game is supposed to be two times as big. I have a strong suspicion that we are going to be delightfully Im impressed uh, when that game finally uh, shows up. I, I think it does come out uh, second half of next year. I think that would be good. Drawn TJ drops an if it's at the um yeah. oh, so if it's at the game awards again it has to be a release date it, absolutely thousand percent yeah it, it it's that would be the third time it's there um so yeah I I absolutely agree Drawn TJ drops an additional five dollars super chat says I'm excited for Need for Speed Unbound coming out this year and next year's Forza and Test Drive Unlimited yeah I, I'm I was so impressed with the trailer from Need for Speed I actually bought it like I actually bought that game uh it. I, and I like all the visual effects, like the anime-looking mm -hmm. effects. And all people are like, yeah, that's not for me. I'm definitely going to play it for that, it for sure. Cool. I'm looking yeah, it for, does look I'm, cool. I'm going to try and snag that one for the review. Um, so I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, Calorie in, in the chat says, Hellblade 2 will be locked at 24 frames per second uh, with, <laughs> with no performance mode because the universe hates me. No, no, trust me. It's probably going to run at 60 frames. And sixty at four K. Don't don't worry. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna deliver dynamic four sure. K. I, I dynamic four K. Of course, which uh, is fine. Skull Terrace K drops a very generous five dollar super chat. Welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you for the generosity. He says, man, God of War out here killing it with scores, and all you're talking about are Riot Games and ABK deals. Xbox really changed the narrative, huh? You see, now that's I appreciate the super chat, but what I don't appreciate is the the you know I, I find that a little bit disrespectful. Uh, it's you just, know, it's the A versus B mentality, and yeah, like, hey, it, it really like is. B, and so I'm going to be mad. And it's just you can like look. Both. Here's can the like thing, dude. Um, about other things. It, 
what, what do you want? What do you, I mean, do you want us to re I, I stream five days a week. I'm not sure if you know that because I've never seen your name before. So you may be finding the channel for the first time. Uh, I work on the channel seven days a week. Uh, I'm constantly writing these topics. I'm researching the topics. This is a smaller show. This isn't the two and a half hour bomb that we get on primetime gaming where we talk about uh, Sony charging $600 for VR. Uh, you know, I, I, I talked about it already. Uh, I think Sony's out of their minds. I think it's I think that's dead on arrival. Uh, good, good luck on getting, uh, you know, one or two million of your 25 million sales of PS5 come next year to buy this thing because I'm not buying it and I'm a VR stand. Uh, yeah, I bought I love, both I've got an Oculus VRs. Quest 2 that can that is super versatile, can do way more. Yeah, I think that's the only way VR survives is it has to be open, work everywhere, and just be a much more because the, the initial headset price is not is is always going to be decently high. Quest yeah. 2 is kind of the uh, the exception, but when you lock everything down and if you don't have a bunch of things available at the start, it's just it's not. Do no, that, that, that thing is going to die and Sony's going to do what Sony does best and they're going to uh, pull support after two years. That's what Sony did with the PSP. That's what Sony did with the second handheld. That's what they did with PlayStation VR. Uh, you will not see uh, first party development on that past a few, a handful of games. Uh, the 12 games they have coming out outside of, of course, um, uh, Call uh, of the Mountain for Horizon is all shovelware. It's all games that you could currently get on the uh, Oculus Quest 2, which is what I have. Half those games I own. I will not be buying them. So, I mean, listen, again, I appreciate the Super Chat. I appreciate you stopping by. I don't appreciate the comment. I, I, I think what, by, you, by, you, by you saying what you said is basically insulting me that we have nothing else to talk about. And at this show, I'm with that, we're just we're here wasting our time. I think it's that a, you did. You just don't it's know the, the mentality program. where people think that you like, well, this company has a big game, so you have to talk about it. You can't talk about anything else. It's like we already we've mentioned God Awards getting rave reviews. It's probably going to be great. We're both looking forward to playing it. Um, but it's not it's also like it's not a podcast about PlayStation. It's you're it's an Xbox focused podcast. So uh, we go, that's right. That and and tomorrow awesome. we'll be talking about God it, of but, War. Yeah. Yeah. Tomorrow um, we'll be talking about God of War scores and and uh you know what? If you if you if you're interested to get our opinion on God of War, tune in tomorrow to Breakfast with Boom. It's going to be a pretty killer show. Anyway, let's continue, and I want to move on to the next topic, Jesse. And uh, mm -hmm. I want to talk about Xbox everywhere. Uh, this is something that uh, this is this is a uh, an ideology that Phil Spencer and the team over at Redmond have been building on for quite some time. Um, it is uh, it is important to the brand. It is something that Nintendo is not doing. It's something that PlayStation is not doing. It's something that PC uh, is not doing. Uh, this is this is the driving force behind Phil's uh, statement that he wants to reach three billion gamers. Uh, again, this is not the this is not the biggest topic of the show, uh, but it's it's a topic that I, I'm interested to talk about nonetheless, simply because well. Jesse, what they intend to do with the brand is allow for anyone who has a device to get into gaming one way or another. Now, a lot of the younger generation, anyone that's in the chat that you're in your 20s, you grew up with a phone or a tablet in your hand because that 
is something that was big with the parents. Uh, kids now know how to operate a tablet better than I do. Uh, and that's that's been the trend for the last tw uh, two decades. Uh, if it's not an iPhone, it's an Android. If it's not an Android, it's something else. But there's something in the child's hand that allows for them to play games from the age of one to, uh, you know, to, to into their teenage years. They're okay with playing on a phone. They're okay with even playing with touch on controls. a monitor. Yeah. Yes, they're even good with touch controls, Jesse. That's correct. I, I'm interested to get your opinion on this, and, and I know that you that you have talked about this on Xbox, Sarah. You might even have written a piece on it. What is the importance of what Phil Spencer is trying to do with getting ABK and and making that first party? Is that big? Is that deal a part of the Xbox ever everywhere a mantra that he has sold Satya Nadala and all of the investors? It's if you go from, uh, I have a Switch, my son has a PS5, we've got Series Xs and Ss in the house, PCs, phones, the only thing that I can just pick up, and I know my save is going to be there, and I know if I buy it on one platform, if I buy it on Xbox, or if I redeem a code for review all the time, I get to check out the Xbox and the PC version, I get to try it out on cloud if it's a Game Pass one. There's nothing like that. NVIDIA's kind of close with their um, GeForce Now streaming, but that is limited to things you own or you pay them extra money. Um, there, there's no one doing quite what they are doing with making sure my games and my saves are just always there. And it's such a good thing. Um, I think it's one of the biggest for mainstream adoption, especially on cloud where you can pull someone in who does a trial run or pays 15 bucks and or gets added to a family plan for five bucks where those are coming soon um i think people were saying it looks like it's going to be about 25 bucks if when they did the conversion from the irish uh trial run yes so you got that type of stuff it having this system where i log in i start up a game on the cloud i get really into it i see a series s is on sale for 200 bucks in a couple years i buy that and everything i own and every save i have is just there and it just works. And that is what the Xbox Everywhere is. It's It just works. And I think smart delivery really um, got undersold and people laughing at that they branded cross-buy and not realizing it's way more than just cross-buy. It's cross-everything. Um, even like Japanese companies are all in on Play Anywhere whenever I, I reviewed AI, the Somnium Files, Persona 5, all these different things. Fully Xbox Play Anywhere. I buy it on, I get the Xbox code in, it works on the Windows Store. My saves are there. Like, it just works is the Todd Howard meme, but it could not match what they plan to do any better. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I, I think there's a lot to be said about being able to play Xbox anywhere. Uh, I think there is something, uh, again, the family plan is going to invoke many many new subscribers i think that when that once that hits mainstream once uh microsoft i mean again this this everything that they're doing is going to take time it's not going to be overnight i know there's a lot of people in the chat that want things to happen at a quicker pace and, and i'm i'm with you i hear you i agree with you um but you know this is this is a plan that uh has been in effect since uh e3 2018 when they announced these five studios and the creation of the initiative and, and they have been rolling towards this end goal. This end goal is going to have 
uh, you being you playing your Xbox games anywhere you are with any device in your hands, whether that be on your phone, your tablet, your computer, your console, your TV, everywhere is going to be an Xbox. And I think that when you when it becomes they're they're trying to become the Netflix of gaming. I, I know I've said that before, and I know people are but with a lot more ways to make money, which I think it, is going indeed. to help them a lot. They don't have to immediately start. I know, like Phil said, yeah, eventually we'll, prices will go up. There's no getting around it, but we're not going to do it anytime soon. And I think a big part of that is waiting on family plan, waiting on getting bigger, and then slowly increasing eventually. But I, they've got so many more ways with this current system to bring in revenue, with the main ones just being free-to-play microtransactions, that they can go a long time at really aggressive price points and, just, and still keep growing, which I think is uh, going to be key for what we care about, which is the value we get for our money. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I, I think value, I think I, I, you know, the one thing that I have to say is that, you know, you hear, you hear it all the time. Value is subjective. And I, and I hear you, if you say that uh, it, it is subjective, it is in the eye of the beholder spending the money, but there does come a point where uh, the value is so over the top. And I, and I consider Xbox game pass so over the top in value that it does scare a lot of people in the industry, uh, for sure. I, there, there's no doubt that a lot of people are, are are actually quite shocked by the amount of value that you're getting in this service. And, and you know what? What, what? what could you say about that? But I do want to move on. And again, this was this was not the biggest topic. I want to talk about what's coming into Xbox Game Pass, Jesse, because I did a, a sizzle reel of games that a lot of people have forgotten about. And you said it. You said as great as um, the first-party games are going to be next year, it's a lot of the second- and third-party games that are multi-plat but are launching into the service that are going to turn heads. I'm going to bring up – I'm going to pause this footage here because I'll come back to that momentarily. And I want to start streaming this over here. Uh, the, the, the games that I had dropped into – um, let me just let me pull them up in front of me right here. Let me just go back to you, Jess, and uh, I'll, I'll pull up your 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 DM right here. There are a I couple was, of I'm games. Very happy. I actually just got on. I just got us on the review list for this one yesterday. Oh, that's good, game. dude. That's excellent. I mean, look, kind of uh, obviously, High on Life is coming out this year. Uh, it is it is an Xbox exclusive. It is made by the creators of Rick and Morty. A lot of people are fans of that. I, I've never watched the show, so I know I'm missing out. Good. Yeah, but I mean, at at the end of the day, this is this is a big one. This is a big exclusive for Xbox. Uh, Gungrave Gore looks mm -hmm. fantastic. Again, maybe not everyone's game. A very over the shoulder, story driven action game. Evil West looks better every time we see it, and of course, Atomic Heart uh, looks ridiculous. I don't think Evil West good. is a Game Pass one, though. Yeah, no. What, what's that? I don't think Evil West is a Game Pass game, unfortunately. I, so. I, are you sure? I could have sworn that they yeah. said that was coming to Xbox Game Pass. You know what? While, while we talk yeah, about what, so. yeah, let, let, let me let me let me look it up. Uh, for some reason, I thought it was but that one. Does a, have PlayStation marketing? They've been the ones marketing it every time. Um, have they? Okay, so maybe I got I, mother. I got that one wrong. I thought Evil West. It was, looks great. Um, we will have reviews for that and Gungrave Gore, um, and Pentiment and Somerville, which is coming in a couple of weeks. Somerville's this uh, couple in, in, in a couple of weeks, yeah. which I'm looking forward to. That looks really good. It's made I was by the same Evil team West with a Game Pass because it looks so cool. And anything that it's Game Pass, we end up getting way more views on it. But uh, I hadn't heard anything about it, sadly. 
So, I mean, like, you know, you mentioned something earlier about the third-party games and Xbox Game Pass. I want to talk about, you know, High on Life. We'll talk about Atomic Hearts. Uh, you know, the, these games uh, are going to be, I mean, Stalker 2 is another one that's coming next year. Uh, that is, uh, I don't know how much of a timed exclusive it is for Xbox, but it is currently I think it Xbox was the, in, funnily enough, in the Epic versus um, Apple lawsuit, I think it came out that it was three months. Three months, so, so 90 days. But I mean, you never listen, know now with um, the war going on and what yeah, the schedule is, you yeah. have no clue. I mean, at, at, the, at, the, at, the end, and at the end of the day, uh, it's it's a big get for Xbox and Game Pass day and date. I think that's the big picture. I want you One to thing elaborate I had heard on was it's actually only getting a console release because Xbox paid for it to be in Game Pass. To, oh, wow. Funding it going on console at all. Because Stalker has not been... Stalker is like the, the PC game. So seeing yeah. it on console is cool. I'm very much looking forward to it. Yeah. I mean, what are your thoughts on, on the third party games coming to Xbox game pass specifically like high on life stalker two things of that nature. Are these games that people have to look out for? I think they're games that constantly take people by surprise. Um, Vampire survivors is a little $5 thing. You'd think, Oh, it's only five bucks. It's not that big a value add, but that game is really fun and addicting. And most people would never have heard of it or tried it. If it wasn't in PC Game Pass, now it's coming to console Game Pass in seven days. Um, Somerville, Gungrave Gore, Hello Neighbor 2, which is huge for kids, um, hits December, High on Life December. And then they've got a bunch that they've announced as 2022, but we don't have dates like um, GoldenEye, Port, um, Maquette. There was all those um, Annapurna interactive ones, Solar Ash, which was the follow-up from the um, studio that did Hyperlight Drifter. I don't know if you ever played that, but I think it was one of the best yeah. games of last generation. Um, and people like Solar Ash. There's Warhammer 40k Dark Tide. I don't know. That's the 30th on Steam. I have not been able to find out from them if that's also PC, Xbox, Game Pass. Um, I'm hoping. But if I go through the list of next year, it's already like 40 things that we that are announced for next year. And there's still like 20 things left for this year. I think for the average person that just lo loads up and then the first and second Tuesday or third Tuesday of every month sees a blog post, it's just overwhelming to the point where we like the more list worry, big AAA exclusives, but just I'm spending 10 or 15 bucks a month. I can't keep up with most of this. There's so much. I've already got a backlog that's like 50 games long. It just, it's, it's a never ending stream of things to play which for some might scare them but i think for a lot is just it's super enticing yeah i agree i i think that there, there, there comes a point i mean at least for me there are so many there are so many games that come to the service that i actually it just continues to increase my backlog which is ridiculous because I, I i don't like playing a lot of games at once i don't know how how you're i mean you're a review editor so you you kind of have to do that for me like I'm stuck on Gotham Knights. Uh, I was originally stuck on um, Plague's Tale, um, which, which again, that, that's a big one that came to Xbox Game Pass. At the moment, days. I was doing. I just finished the Entropy Center, which, by the way, is incredible, and it's only twenty five bucks. Sadly, not Game Pass. Um, if you like puzzle games, and everyone's going to bring up Portal over and over again, it's its own thing. I think um, I really love that one. I was playing that. Police Simulator, which is a bunch of German people trying to guess what American police work is like and really getting it wrong. Um, uh, there's a first-party Xbox game coming, supposedly. Um, 
there's god there's 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 constantly so much to try and, oh i'm doing return to monkey island i'm playing that on pc because that's coming to game pass um that game is awesome it is freaking hilarious and it fixes a lot of the narrative problems i think or like action adventure um games have where the the puzzle solutions don't always make sense i don't know if you ever played like disc world and some of the older ones it was just it felt random this one it actually makes sense a lot of the times and they just put in hints and you can look up hints whenever you're going so even if you don't really like narrative games like that it's fantastic um but yeah actually just, uh tuka 22 uh, uh tuka uh, 254 is asking is Mon- monkey island in game pass yes it is it's day and date on the eighth on the eighth on yes, everything i think console cloud and pc yes all three which, but, which like, is you go incredible. through 2023's like i just have a list of what's announced already persona 3 persona 4 age 2 definitive edition um, RoboQuest, which I don't know if you've ever played, but it's been on PC Game Pass in early access for like two... It's been on PC Game Pass early access for a year, and it's been in early access for like two total, and that game is fantastic. It's like a first-person roguelike, super fast. Woe Long, Atomic Heart, Blast Blue, Flintlock, Forza Motorsport, Guilty Gear Strive, Lightyear Frontier, Minecraft Legends, Planet of Lana, Valheim. I, that's just that's just touching. There's That's like a third of the list. It. 2023 is probably going to go down as like the start of so many big games coming out that <laughs> no matter how many you play at once, it's going to feel overwhelming. The question though, Jess, before we get out of here, before we get everyone, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we do outros and we get everybody out of here. Uh, is it going to potentially beat the, the, the godlike 2007, which is considered as, I mean, listen, I'm right there with, I wouldn't even argue it. It is probably the best year in gaming in the history of gaming, uh, 2007. Simply for everyone, not just not just Xbox, not PlayStation. Everyone was eating good that year. It's been a year that has yet to have any real challenges. I kind of think that that changes next year. It changes in 20 years because nostalgia is unbelievably powerful. So. As people remember the old days and look back and they'll look back at different years and they'll be like, that year was just insane. When at the time you look at it and I, I, I'm sick and Nick from the podcast, like, yeah, this year hasn't been great for me games release wise. And I'm like, I've had like five or six favorite games of all time in a genre this year. It's been incredible for me. Rogue Legacy 2 is phenomenal. Elden Ring is one of my favorite games ever. Um, Cult of the Lamb, I freaking adored. Like, there's been so many great games in different genres for me this year. Um, and then I look at next year, and it's just it's nonstop. No matter what platform you're on. Um, funnily enough, the one I don't know the least the the one I know the least amount of is PlayStation, because um, we'll have Forspoken, and then probably Spider-Man Two, maybe Helldivers Two. That's sort of been rumored. Um, be an okay year but what else do they have final fantasy 16 i'm not a final fantasy fan though but for people who are they seem to be real into it nintendo's got breath of the wild and probably about six or seven other things in their back pocket like yeah i think next year barring a ton of delays and i don't think we'll get that many um is looking ridiculously good to me yeah it's going to be a year of years uh, this is this is the year that if you're not subscribed to Xbox Game Pass just to save you some money, you 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 subscribe because you're going to be buying games on on Sony, uh, you're going to be buying games on 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 uh, on uh, on Nintendo, and uh, I, I mean obviously there are going to be some games coming out that are not on Xbox Game Pass that you're going to want to spend money on. But listen, 
Jesse, thank you so much for being a part of today's thank show. Thank you for having me. Uh, Drawn TJ drops an additional and very generous $5 mm. super chat and says, I want a $20 tier in Game Pass Ultimate. Did you get first party games and all the content they want for no extra cost? I mean, yeah, I, don't I mean, think they I want to do the tier nonsense because people I don't think they want to do that with yeah. Sony about it. Like yeah. Xbox Game Pass Plus, 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 like yeah. that's that's been a bad thing, I think, because the, the, the middle tier, not the highest tier, but the, the second highest tier on PlayStation Plus, pretty good deal. Um, lots of good stuff in there. Then they've got their above tier, which is getting jack squat for releases. Yes. Um, yep. And it's just confusing uh, as it is now. I think the only I think Game Pass Ultimate will be the big thing. Eventually, they'll find a value replacement for Xbox Live Gold. And yep. then that's when that finally goes away. But they keep it the same price. But then obviously, they've got the family plan. And over time, that price can go up a little bit at a time. I don't yeah. think they want to do a bunch of tiers. I agree. I, I don't like the way Sony did it because, like I said, I, I'm a top tier member for, for Sony. I was able to upgrade for 33 bucks. I'm good until February of 2023. Um, all I got so far was Stray. That's it. Uh, uh, it, it and it, for me, it was an easy choice because I was going to buy Stray. Stray was 30 bucks. And they sent me an email saying, hey, upgrade your, your plan to uh to the top tier for 33 bucks i'm like oh, okay that's fine that's what i would have spent for stray anyway and i got stray for free uh but since then they haven't done anything because everything that they had in there i already own I, I actually have the physical copies of all those playstation 4 and 5 games i, I don't need their service for them uh and day and date would be great which i don't think they'll ever do but you know, I think they will eventually, but not for a while, and they'll do it in a different way. At the very least, they will go day and date on PC. Um, if you listen, Herman Holst, he's doing the Phil talk where Phil was getting Xbox fans used to having day and date PC and then getting Xbox fans used to having day and date subs. Um, it's going to take a few years, but I think Herman and Jim are definitely following Xbox's playbook pretty tightly, just at a smaller scale because they're a smaller company overall. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, well, listen, only only time is going to tell. But by by all means, sell your brand, Jesse. Talk about where they can come and check out some of your incredible reviews. What about XboxEra.com? What about Xbox Era Podcast with John and Nick? And occasionally yourself as well. You're usually there. Yeah, I pop uh, in. I got a green screen now, so I can just sort of like raise myself in in the background whenever I'm doing stuff. We start doing a, a game <laughs> show, and so I pop in as the host. That's but yeah, cool. xboxera.com is where you can find everything. We got a little bar with all of our links. YouTube.com forward slash Xbox Era is our main channel. We're 70 or so away from 15K. It's super exciting. Um, Twitter.com forward slash Xbox Era. We have an Instagram we never use, a TikTok we barely touch. Um, the big thing I do, and on the main thing I'd like to talk about is on Saturday, I am doing an Extra Life Long Boy stream. Nice. Um, that's twi twitch.tv forward slash the Xbox Era because Twitch. Twitch won't give us Xbox error, even though it's not used. Um, Twitch.tv forward slash the Xbox error starting around noon Eastern time. Um, I'll be going probably all day with a little dip in the middle to uh, produce the podcast at the same time. So, yeah, I've got 40 different game codes. Thanks to very um, nice PR and publishing companies that are mostly global. So it's listed Xbox game code global, or I guess like one PS5 and one Steam that aren't global. Um, and you do an incentive, you donate to charity, and you get a game code. So nice! It'll be a lot Very of fun. Nice. I'm looking forward to it. That sounds great. I'm glad to see that you're 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 getting in on on uh, on these charity streams. That that is yeah, a big that's deal. my um this is my last year one. 
Oh, nice. Excellent, brother. Well, listen, g- glad to see what you guys are doing. Congratulations on nearly 15K uh, for Xbox era. That is incredible. And obviously, it's upwards and onwards for you and the team over there. Uh, of course, I want to say a big shout out to all the Super Chats that came in. Uh, big uh, big thank you because those allow for the big giveaways that Mrs. Boomstick and I do uh, quite often. I, by the end of, of, mm-hmm. of 2022, we're going to have given away $3,200 worth of digital gift cards. We're one of the Damn. few podcasts that do that, and we 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 pay the money. We 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 took away the super chats, and of course the new channel members. Uh, that all allows for us to do this because, well, gaming is expensive, and uh, we want to try and give back as much as we can. And by the end of this year, yeah, thirty two hundred dollars worth of giveaways in December, folks, uh, for the holidays. Whether you celebrate Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, Christmas. Uh, on the Christmas with Mr. and Mrs. Boomstick, it is going to be our largest giveaway ever. We're giving away $1,000 worth of digital mm. gifts in one show. Uh, the first 500 are going to go to channel members exclusively. The second 500 will be anyone in the live chat. And uh, listen, all you got to do is show up and we let the picker do that. Even if you are someone that wins outside of the United States, we do recognize you as a winner. And even we use cash apps. We'll send it via PayPal, and we pay uh, the additional monetary value, especially if uh, if, if the uh, you know the value denominations are more in your country. And we also tr- uh, spend the money on the uh, the transfer fee. We pay for everything. You pay for nothing. If you win, you actually win. Uh, but thank you so much for being here and continuing to make X Vlog Live one of the newer shows a hit. Uh, if you enjoyed today's podcast, please consider hitting the subscribe button if you're not already subscribed. And, of course, before you get out of here, hit the like button. And, of course, I'm going to close out the show with something, folks, that's important to me. Hopefully one day be important to you. And that's something that my dad taught us when we were kids. And he would say, Craig, treat others how you want to be treated. And also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules, son. I can guarantee you you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. And we'll see you next week on the newest episode of X Vlog Live.